might know a lot, but that's because he's lived a lot. This is the Bob Cordaro Show. Well, well, well. Bob's not here today, but he will be back on Monday. He's having a fabulous vacation, I'm sure, because Bob just seems to live big. That's good. He's always he always seems to be doing something exciting and important and having a blast. And I have to say that I admire that. But my name is Sue Henry. I'll be sitting in for Bob for the rest of the week. So gird your loins. It's going to be a while. Then it'll be over. Bob will be back. Uh, There's a place for everything and everything in its place, as my home ec teacher used to say. So that's when that will return to the way it should be. But for now, it's you and me, Johnny Lucas. Paula and the rest of the tribe here at WILK. Uh, Bob's show, by the way, is brought to you by the Marjan Golf Course, Jefferson Township in Mount Cobb, right past the old Scranton Muni, the best bargain in golf and the best food in golf. And Dunmore Lumber, 622 South Blakely Street. In Dunmore, you get the service, the selection, the price, But also something that everybody loves, mostly me, the convenience. Dunmore Lumber beats the big box blues every time. We try not to make Johnny Lucas blue, but sometimes it happens, right, Johnny? I mean, not he was good yesterday, though, so I think we're on the right track. You want to hit that open? Not you. Not you. You are fake news. President and your fake news. Uh, this is this is something today, uh, Johnny Lucas. I think this is easy today. Easier than it's been, and I, I hope you do well. This is almost the the children's edition of. Uh, fake news to explain to people who have never heard it before. I read Johnny Lucas four news stories. Three of them are true. One of them is your your former president says is fake news. And we have the producer determine which one it is. If he's right, the prize is, is simply glory and prestige. If he loses, we start the streak again the next day. That's how it is in life. Isn't it? Johnny Lucas, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, goodness. This first one is is truly breathtaking. And uh, I would call it aspirational. The headline alone, this is the kind of headline that I used to aspire to write when I wrote headlines. A headline that is so provoking and fun to say that I'd like to read it more than once, and I probably will. Swoyersville boy... Five, comma, vows to win National Mullet Contest. Johnny Lucas, could anybody in Swearsville possibly have a mullet? Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Okay. We vow to catch the real killers. We vow to take down inflation. I'm five and I'm going to have the best mullet in this country. 
That's aspirational. Could this story possibly be true? Camden Cunningham is in the running for the best child mullet in the land. Facts or fiction. The five-year-old from Swearsville is competing in the 2023 USA Mullet Championships, a national contest that begins today, Johnny Lucas, with online voting. Today? Today. (laughs) You you sound surprised. Why? Because you haven't heard this before. So you're thinking, if I knew ahead of time, I would have voted 12 times already. That's right. Camden is quite confident in his long hair. I'm going to win. I have the best mullet in the country, he said from his home on Tuesday. There are 1,000 children, ages 1 to 12, who are entered. In a contest which may or may not be true, www.mulletchamp.com if you want to find out the hard way. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, I say, and I've always said this, when you dream, you dream big. I'm hoping this kid wins if this story is true, because I want this for us. In other child news, which may or may not be true, although Johnny Lucas is on the phone and I want to make sure that he is fully paying attention to this, because sometimes you have to hear the entire story, the context of it, and so on and so forth to get it right. Okay. Why are these people calling during this segment? They they want to know when Bob's back and yeah, are they, on they're, vacation. They're mad, man, aren't they? They're fear- and where he is. And- <laughs> Isn't it funny? Where's Bob? I need an exact address. Oh, no, he'll be back. And if, if you listen, I said it before we even started this segment that he was. Didn't I say it? Yes. <sighs> you just want to cry. All right, here it comes. McDonald's drive-thru worker realizes she was rude to her own mother, who subsequently wants to see the manager. (laughs) I say, and I would think it would be good policy to treat every customer as though it was your mother, but if you're rude to your mother, maybe that's bad. A McDonald's drive-thru worker was busted for being rude by her own mother. The now viral TikTok, oh, I'm sorry, TikTok video uh, showed a cheeky mom pulling up to the service window of a local McDonald's and jokingly demanding demanding to speak to the manager. <laughs> Was it a joke? I said, "I'd like to speak to your manager. You were rude when you were taking my order." That's not what you should do for customers. The astonished daughter giggles and realizes the complaining customer is her very own mother. (laughs) Treat every customer like they're... Could this happen, Johnny Lucas? Mm, I don't know. The daughter wouldn't relent and said the order was (laughs) $14.06. You were rude as hell taking my order, the woman told her daughter. That's not how you do customer service. Maybe this is what McDonald's should do to see how things go. Oh, the daughter in her own defense and and in the defense of many said she couldn't hear very well about the order. Huh? What? (laughs) What? Oh, oftentimes they can't hear because you don't get what you ordered. 
That's true. Yes. That part of the story is true, but is the rest true? Okay, here we go. One, we got two more. Did I put a fake? Now I'm thinking I didn't put a fake one in here. I might have to find a fake one quick. Johnny Lucas, apparently I've blown the cover of the thing. Um, An eight-year-old in Montgomery County, an eight-year-old is arrested in Montgomery carjacking, according to police. This happened in, uh, of all places, Alabama. Do you believe that, Johnny Lucas? I kind of. Mm, okay. So what happened here is uh, uh, Major Saba Coleman said officers responded to a robbery call on uh, West Fairview Avenue after 11 a.m. Officers soon learned that a child had carjacked someone at gunpoint. She said the officers tried to pull the stolen vehicle over shortly after in the area of East South Boulevard and Norman Bridge Road, but the driver refused to stop and a pursuit ensued. The officer said the fleeing vehicle crashed into another vehicle in the area of West Fairview Avenue. No injuries were reported. She said an eight-year-old boy was taken into custody and charged with first-degree robbery, attempting to elude and and certain persons forbidden to possess a firearm. He was taken to a detention facility. The gun was recovered at the scene. No other information was released. This is a good part of the story, Johnny Lucas, if true. A witness who goes by the name of Snake said he followed the vehicle from the crash scene and realized along the way it was a little boy driving and called the police. Oh, if it was just a normal, average a uh, gangster, I never would have called. But when I saw it was an eight-year-old, I said to myself, I got to stop this. Could that be true? Maybe. I mean, is it uh, plausible that there would be a witness in Alabama by the name of Snake? Is that a possibility? That's a possibility. I mean, when when we think about it, when we think about witnesses to crime, uh, is, is, is Snake a plausible name? I would uh, determine that it it is plausible, but is it true? <laughs> is the question. Okay. I'm going to read an extra one today because I, you know, made a mistake. All right. And Johnny Lucas is uh, once again, are you tied? You're not tied up on the phone. Okay. Could this be true? The perils of AI technology. Scientists have announced that by 2045, toasters will be able to shoot the toast at you. You know what I say about that? It's about time. Now, if that toaster comes out and it costs a hundred dollars just because it shoots the toast, like the microwaves used to cost 999, I probably won't get it. As AI technology continues to advance explosively with little foresight or regulation, it's easy to imagine an apocalyptic tipping point where AI attempts to wipe out humanity. And if new research is to be believed, this sort of doomsday scenario is now a very real risk. Scientists have announced that by 2045, toasters may be able to shoot toast at you. By 2045. Is that believable? Mm. All right, one more, just to muddy the waters. From Ron DeSantis to Prada's runway, fisherman gear catches on. 
The Florida governor may be going for folksy relatability, but his nylon shirts follow fashion consumer demand for pocketed vests, $1,000 waders, and fancy bucket hats. Man, when I lived in Fleetville, most people dressed like this all day long. Now we have a a guy running for president that wears fishing shirts. The Florida governor has been stumping in Columbia sportswear, back-vented nylon button-down. Governor Ron DeSantis, DeSantis for president, are embroidered above its fly-ready chest pockets. Uh, He has called Florida the fishing capital of the world, and now there is uh, in-demand for these products. Uh, Mason Margilia produced a 2,635 set of leather waders that would likely get wrecked in a thigh-high tributary. Japan's CMF Outdoor Garments makes a $430 pocket-overloaded fishing jacket. And Amy Leondore makes a $275,000 pair of fisherman sandals. Okay, Johnny Lucas, to recap the recap, we have uh, the Swearsville boy who is in a contest to have the best mullet in the country. We have the McDonald's worker who's on the window at the drive-thru, is rude to her own mother who asked to see a manager. We have uh, an eight-year-old Alabama boy who is charged with carjacking and possessing a firearm as witnessed by witness Snake. We have the toaster that might shoot toast soon at the consumers. And we have uh, the the governor of Florida who is running for president and is now known for fishing chic, a, a trend that has caught on with top designers. Johnny Lucas... Please solve the mystery of which one of these is fake news. I'd say number four, the the toaster. Ding, 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 ding. You are so smart. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, you are. You didn't think that the you you didn't think that the mullet contest could possibly be fake. I you know I thought I saw headlines about that somewhere. Well, I, I'm glad, and I, I want you all to uh, take part in it, www.mulletchamp.com. Do it, do it, do it. Hey, it's 1021 already on WILK, 570-883-0098, I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cadaro, who's on vacation. I should say that one more time so you're not concerned about where he is. He will be back. Holy mother of the church. I can't imagine a record guy going, yeah, my song's fine. Five minutes. Can you get this on? I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody kind of smashed all that up. And we that came out, what, in 75? So the next year, people were more inclined to play longer songs. But at the time, like, no, you got to cut that down. Too long. 570 483 I'm surprised to hear you say that. You're still the best voice in radio. Doc, now you're going to lower the hammer on me, aren't you? I could tell. Of course. I just need, uh, if you would, Sue, can you give me an update on the Biden crime family? 
Uh, which, geez, Doc, there's uh, so many uh, balls in the air with that family. What do you mean? Just give me one, one, one the latest. Uh, the latest on which part of it? On the Biden crime family. I hear about it all the time. Uh, I can't seem to find anything about it. All right. What do you want to know? I just want to know the latest on the Biden crime family. Maybe one of your callers can call in and. Well, I mean, we have the uh, House Oversight Committee and uh, James Comer still seems to be hot to trot on uh, some things that that they were believed policy decisions that may have been influenced when uh, Joe Biden was the vice president. Is that what you're looking for? Because I'm just trying to help. Yeah, yeah, I am. Could you be more specific on that? In in terms of what? On the uh, Biden policies that were influenced by somebody. Uh, did they have to do with, with uh, energy production? I don't know. I I'm just want to know about the Biden crime family. I can't find anything about it. I'm trying to find what is criminal about the Biden family. Well, I mean, it appears to be nothing yet. Okay, but is it, is Doc, you, Doc. But is it fair to... Did he go? Doc, are you gone? Are you gone? Okay. I guess he's gone. That's okay, too, because sometimes callers do uh, just call in. Uh, Yeah, that still seems to be actively under investigation. It seems to be that uh, they were trying to possibly hide money. Uh, Yeah, I think it's... Is it not worth investigating? You tell me. Does an investigation have a timeline on it where it has to occur between January of 2023 and July 12th of 2023? Some investigations are very lengthy. We know that from our experience here in northeastern Pennsylvania when um, many of our leaders here were under investigation for a very long time. And we always heard the phrase, the arrests are imminent. You would wait several months and they would not. So I would say it's too soon to put this one to bed. Also, we have the ongoing mystery of whose cocaine is in the White House. You would think that the most viewed building on the planet, the most secure building on the planet, allegedly, would have surveillance video of everything. I'd like to know more about that. Uh, To be truthful... The, the Biden family is, is problematic, like all American families or most American families. And there can be things here that still need to be investigated. So, yeah, let the investigation continue. Uh, thanks for the call, Doc. Nice to hear your voice. If there is something that doesn't look right, it deserves investigation. It just does. I'm sorry to report that that's the way it works in the world. To me, and this is my own personal opinion, it has nothing to do with your personal opinion. I believe that um, sometimes there is uh, a tendency to look very, very hard at certain individuals who are disliked in America to find something wrong. And there are ways and means to find something wrong. We see it all the time. Usually it has to do with tax evasion or it has to do with wire fraud or it has to do with uh, the use of the post office to send things. 
We see this all the time. Sometimes there is a tendency to over-prosecute in this country. And sometimes there is a tendency to look the other way in this country. We know we know this. We we are aware of this from where we live, the way that certain people are prosecuted, the way that other people seem to get by scot-free and skate away. And looking into the president, his family, the dealings should be done. There doesn't seem to be a timeline on it. It doesn't have to get done by next Tuesday. It You can look long and hard to see what happens. And to be honest, if certain members of, of the Democratic Party uh, are looking at what's going on with Joe Biden, his approval ratings, his issues with his health, you may see a, a more torqued up investigation. You may. Because not everything is fair. My dad used to, my late father used to say that. that that's life in the big city full of disappointments. This is not, you know, it's, it's not going to be fair. So we'll see what happens. I think it's too soon to tell. Do you? And then, of course, this cocaine in the White House. I know this is the minutiae of life. At the same time, if Donald Trump was president and there was a cocaine found in a cubbyhole at the White House, you better believe that there would be wall-to-wall, nonstop coverage, turning over every rock. Whose cocaine is it? You know this would be happening. I'm not telling you. There would be a full court press to get to the bottom of that. I have a feeling on this this little number, which uh, I'm going to tell you again and again is not the most important thing in the world. I, I think this is going to get swept over, under the lumpy rug. And it will leave it open to speculation to what's happening. I will say this, and look, these are things that you can view with your own eyes. I am not, I, I am not the only one that can see them. There was a video last week on Twitter of Hunter Biden at the 4th of July at the White House. And I'm asking you, if, if you want to watch it, watch it. And you try to determine what's going on in that video. His behavior seems a little suspicious. Jill Biden looks like she's about to uh, kill him with her eyes. She's, she seems totally annoyed. And uh, the, the two women in the video seem to be protective. And you can watch it yourself and make your own judgment. We're all allowed to make judgments. Some of them may be right. Some of them may be wrong. Some things that we see with our own eyes may seem to be believable. Other things may be proven not not what we thought. And that's that happens in life. But uh, Joe Biden seems to have um, issues with his adult 50-something-year-old son. And, you know, as long as parents have children... I think that they have a tendency to look out for them. I just do. I I think no matter how old your children are, you may still look out for them. And I don't have 50-year-old children yet, but I will someday, hopefully if I get to see it. And I'll still be looking out for them. And when my kids were younger, they were not total angels. And there were points when I was so consumed by their behavior when I worked here the first time, the second time, the second time, that I had problems paying attention. That is, that is not a false story. That is true. 
And that, that becomes a thing with your kids. When they're teenagers, sometimes they're making the hair on the back of your neck stand up all day long. And I was often consumed with their behavior. And I was often worried sick about what they were up to. Well, rightfully so, by the way. Rightfully so. Back to Joe Biden. He already seems to have a laundry list of things going on with his his daily life. Number one, he is an elderly man. That's where his age is. He's 80. Um, Number two, he seems to have issues with his family. And I could see how those issues may supersede some of his duties, whether that's right or wrong. He seems to be with his adult son, who's in his 50s, quite a bit at dinners on the balcony of the White House, going to Camp David. Maybe this is what parents do. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes here, but I have a suspicion that not all is well. (laughs) I just do. I have a sense that something's up and that Joe Biden is dealing with a lot, not only with his age, his mental acuity, the fact that he is the president, but now he has this family dynamic on top of it. And I think this is stressful. What do you think? Am I am I going down the wrong road here? Because there there just seems to be a lot going on there. I think about these presidents who were raising children in the White House. Uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, um, Barack Obama, uh, George Bush, George W. Bush, and how sometimes you you could just tell that that was an extra level of dynamic uh, on top of running the country. So I think sometimes you're, what I'm saying here is I think sometimes for better or worse, right or wrong, sometimes your family does influence where you are in your head. Do you agree with me? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. 570-883-0098, I'm going to uh, delve more into this uh, issue with the economy in the country right now where people are actually uh, dwelling over toothpaste. We talked about the electric vehicle. This this drills down more. Uh, there are some signs that there is a weakening in the economy. And maybe you've, you've seen them too. And I, I have some just secondhand evidence that uh, possibly things are Things are slowing down a little bit. This story was written yesterday by Leslie Patton of MSN. And this is, I I think this is true. Um, When I was a kid, my uh, mother was very reticent to go to Kmart. Very, Very much so. She didn't like it. She thought everything in there was garbage. And By the time I had grown up to be a consumer, I thought Kmart was a savior where you could buy. In fact, I'm wearing a shirt I bought at Kmart today many years ago because I can. And I thought, this is great. Why didn't I know about this sooner? But now more people are seeking cheaper everyday essentials, which is a threat to growth in corporate America. Americans are cutting back on personal hygiene products and a troubling sign for the U.S. economy and consumer-focused companies. Despite surging inflation, shoppers kept spending thanks to income gains and government stimulus. But those benefits are now waning and Americans are skimping, even on everyday things such as toilet paper and toothpaste. More insights on the economic environment 
uh, come on Wednesday with the release of uh, the CPI. I have to check that out. I'm, I'm sure that came out earlier. I will give you the the number when we get it to see if the story was true. The strains that the consumer is under have been exacerbated over the last couple of months, said analyst Aaron Lash of Morningstar. The reduction of food assistance programs, lower tax returns, and using up extra savings and stimulus funds have had an impact. This is where you start to see some of the cracks in the structural foundation of spending. Take Holly Ernst. She is a single mother of two from Illinois, still facing rising costs, including a looming rent increase on her two-bedroom apartment. The 48-year-old recently stopped buying shaving cream. Soap will have to do. And trade it down to cheaper Colgate toothpaste from Crest, made by Procter & Gamble. She also cut out Aveeno lotion, So now her family uses Vaseline, which is made by Unilever, a step down from what she was using. Cash doesn't stretch as far as it used to, said Ernst, who is an event coordinator for a law firm. Even with her spending coats, she has to use her credit cards to make ends meet. I accept it. That's the way it is. Yeah, you see these little structural things and they may signal something more or maybe they don't, but it appears that they do. Today, the consumer price index rose 0.2% in June on a seasonally seasonally adjusted basis after increasing 0.1 in May. Over the last 12 months, the all items index increased 3.0% before seasonal adjustment. The index for shelter was the largest contributor for all items increasing, accounting for 70%. With the index for motor vehicle insurance, yeah, insurance is really starting to become very pricey uh, for many reasons, I guess. The food index increased 0.1 in June. It had increased 0.2 the previous month. So they seem small, but they do add up to something substantial for people. The, the insurance costs are really concerning, I feel. And if you cover, if you carry less coverage and something happens, then you think to yourself, why was I stupid like this? Why didn't I just stick with it? So that shows you where we are. And I was telling you about a, a story from MSN where now consumers are thinking more carefully about their spending, even on small things like toothpaste, because it's expensive. Laundry detergent, expensive. Toilet paper, expensive. Yes, you can coupon. If you're a master couponer, then you, you just kind of breeze through. But even with coupons, things are, are, are more costly than they used to be. Uh, people are just saying, I'm going to buy less because it's gotten expensive, said Mike Leeser, Chief, Chief Transportation Officer and Senior Partner at Profit. Consumers often trade down to cheaper stores during rough economic times, and that looks like it played out in the second quarter. Now, they have um, some data about Target, but even the sales at Target went down a seven, a 0.2% from April to June. Could that be because some consumers were not shopping at Target? I'm not sure. That's by far the retailer's biggest quarterly decline of the uh, of the pandemic. Meanwhile, purchases at Walmart and Dollar General rose 
at Walmart, 3.7, and at uh, Dollar Gen, up 6%. Uh, the analyst, Mike Leeser, says we're in a very precarious position, not only the health of the consumer, but the health of the economy. Well, that sounds daunting. I was talk- I talk to people all the time about the economy because I, I like to know what's really happening in the economy. And I asked uh, somebody who is a vendor, a supplier of, of uh, food items to restaurants because the, the restaurant industry is uh, a barometer for consumer spending. Uh, consumers will pull back from uh, going to restaurants if if things get tight. And I asked uh, the person about that. I said, are you seeing any kind of a, a change in your product line? And he said, yes, uh, the people who serve breakfast in northeastern Pennsylvania are starting to notice a, a little bit of a wobble. And, and somebody said, um, they they wrote into me that they, they are in industrial equipment A lot of my business is with the pallet crating industry, and I I would say that that's maybe where you could see it, and this person said the economy is slowing. All right, after the news with my friend Paula on WILK, it will be Matt Birkbeck in an interview that we are looking very much forward to about the life we chose, his new book that uh, chronicles the life and times of William Big Billy D'Elia. So please stay tuned.